how much do you know about flow? Um, probably not nearly as much as I should. No, the idea is like that you're in the zone and you're not really thinking about it. Is that correct? Like a dumbed down version. Like I'm, I'm almost certain that you probably felt it at different intensities over um, time. You know, some experience mind blowing, and when you think about them, it just like a rush of emotion comes to the head. And then some are just milder ones. It's that, it's that kind of psychological and it affects our emotional and physical states where we, we become completely absorbed with what we're doing. So we're completely at one with, with, with what we're doing. The kind of, there's no room or time. I mean, time doesn't exist at that point. Well, yeah. We just become an observer. And it's almost like mm -hmm. we've kind of pressed pause on the remotes. And mm -hmm. you can see the tiniest little bit of detail, and you can also you, you see yourself as if you're like a bird, for, you know, flying above, and you've got yep. a third-person perspective. And all of this stuff you don't necessarily take in at the time, um, but when the event stops and it's like forwards winds, and you're like, oh, my God, that happened quickly. But then when you mm -hmm. recall it and you go over stuff, you kind of all that detail you picked up and can almost um, go over again and... If you take my hand, for example, on my finger, right, it's made of lots of muscles, okay, and within that muscles you've got uh, neurons which fire, okay, and we have like a neural path, a network of, of neurons, and that's what it essentially controls our muscle movements, if you like, um, and the more we, um, and just, I mean, just to kind of blow your mind for a second, and, and if you imagine one grain of salt, you know, kind of, of our brain, within that there's 60 million different um, synaptic connections so there's it's the level of detail is insane right uh, you know it's kind of blows, wow. it blows your mind but all of that works effortlessly and fluidly to kind of control everything that you're doing and when you do things repetitively and you create yeah, habits creates right. a myelin sheath that goes around these neural connections and kind of forms them together almost like roads becoming a motorway and then we have like a higher bandwidth you know, instead of a, the old dial-up internet connection we had in the 60s, we've got a, a massive highway with, you know, lots of room to kind of go up and down really, really fast. And these myelin sheaths kind of wrap around these neural connections um, and create superhighways. And when we're in flow, we just kind of access all that superhighway neurology. So it's almost like everything's kind of super fast and automatic and it just kind of happens effortlessly because we've we've built them but then we're trusting the body to to use all that circuitry if you like uh, so there's lots of terminology around the science behind it and the psychology behind it but ultimately um, none of that really matters too much you know apart from communicating about it and talking about it you know but what matters is that kind of inability to to kind of access it you know and get into that place where you're there from from the get-go rather than it just randomly coming and one competition it works and another competition it doesn't or you don't see it again for two months and then all of a sudden bang you know to try and kind of manage everything um, inside so that you you get to experience it frequently what you're saying is like definitely have experienced that and it's like oh yeah um, and there is the times where you I don't know, it seems like, yeah, you're like an out-of-body experience or like that you're no longer in control. It's just kind of like, you're like, well, how did that happen or whatever. Um, but it's it's definitely not a constant. It's, I don't know how to, just sometimes, I don't know, I guess 
you're in the in the flow state and other times you're not and i guess yeah the, the cool part would be to figure out how to get into it more often being that be, whenever i'm in the flow state i feel like i'm just way better it's almost like how did i do that it's i've i've never been able to like turn it on or not it's it's just like sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't yeah 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 but i mean i i can that's what i do basically i help people kind of fine-tune themselves so they can access it more frequently and then also for sustained periods you know so mm -hmm. where it might just be 60 seconds you know it becomes two minutes and then five minutes um but the first step to getting a handle on it is being aware of it mm -hmm. so look, what are your can you take me through some flow experiences that you've had whether you were <laughs> six or whether you know it was yesterday or um yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um i guess one of them that's kind of the, I don't know, it happens several times, but one um, that's been very memorable for me was um, where I'm running a waterfall. We were there with a photographer, and we kind of had to wait at the lip for like a couple hours for him to get set up. And so the whole time, I'm trying to just like sit there calmly and be like, okay, I'm not even going to think about the waterfall. Like, I scouted it. I know the line. I'm going to nail the line type thing. But then I had to like really focus like, on zoning out and thinking about something totally different for the next couple hours because the longer I scout the waterfall and look at the waterfall, the more I, um, what I call like getting demons in my head, but the more I think of like different possible outcomes and then maybe at like after thinking of all the different possible outcomes, like a bad outcome comes into my mind and I'm like, ah, well, if I'm already imagining bad outcomes, I don't want to run the waterfall anymore. Um, so I try to like only think of the good outcomes. Uh, but anyway, so it was like it was kind of this weird experience to like zone out at the lip of this waterfall and like just like think of like other stuff. And then when I did run the waterfall, uh, it's almost like hard for me to recall because it is like I paddled in. <clears throat> um, and then I knew the line that I wanted to do, like, get close to the left. But then my, my boat spun a little bit. And I had to do this, like, correction stroke and pull it back. And while I was dropping down vertical and stuff like that, it was, like, a lot of different boat control all happening at once. And I don't necessarily remember doing any of it. It, it just kind of, like, I just did it. Uh, um, there was never, like, a, I'm not where I want to be. I need to correct this. Or, oh, this it would be better if I did this. It was just like, I wasn't thinking and it, I just did it all. And it was like perfect. Um, and then afterwards I remember kind of being like, well, what just happened? How did I do that? Like um, I did a lot of things in a very short period of time. And I don't remember like trying to do any of them. I just did it all. And so that was kind of always one of those things that, like, I don't know if that's considered the flow state or what, but it was just one of those experiences that I guess I felt like I wasn't thinking. I was just reacting. The judges didn't like some of my tricks, and so my score didn't push me through the finals, and therefore I, I ended up in 10th. Um, and that's happened to me a couple times, I guess. The, world, the first world championships I ever did, the one before Tune, I also had, like, a lot of really good rounds where I was winning the whole time. And then in the finals, uh, the wave changed for the very last ride. And, and I had, at the time, I was undefeated through the whole round. 
I had this routine in my head that I was trying to do and I had never completed it. And then in my final ride of the event, I completed it. And I was just thinking like, um, I'm untouchable. Like nobody can touch that. But because the wave changed and it was a little foamier, some of the judges again didn't like some of the tricks. I still tapped into that same kind of mindset, even though the results weren't the exact same. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, flow and results, they got nothing, they got no, <laughs> nothing to do with each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I would just like, when you first said that, you're like, oh, I was like, oh, actually, I guess I have had some bad results. And then I was like, actually, that has nothing to do with it. I still was able to, to get into that same mindset. Interesting because we've got um, the, this year's world championships are taking place in my hometown where I grew up and learned how to paddle and on one of my most favorite waves ever. And I'm really excited to, to go like train for the world championships because obviously I'm feeling like I've got a good shot of doing well and stuff. But in the last like couple of weeks training and couple months training, um, I'm really trying to like get back into that that same kind of mental state that I have been in the past and, and usually I, it's more of something that I'm able to tap into like right, right before the competition and maybe it's because I'm focusing more on tapping into that mental state then uh, but I guess just in the last couple of weeks like knowing that I've, I've only got uh, I don't know I guess two and a half months till the, till the event I'm just trying to like kind of get on the road to getting back into that mental state Cool. It sounds like our timing's pretty good then. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's pretty optimal for sure. As soon as I got the email, I was like, wow, isn't that perfect? <laughs> Sometimes the world works in mysterious ways. Well, uh, if, if, you'll, uh, if you'll allow me, I'd love to work with you. And, um, and results for me aren't so important. But um, as far as what's more important when I work with someone is whether they're hitting that flow state. Um, and generally, out, you know, outcomes and results are kind of like a byproduct of it. It almost forces you to go into these fight, flight, freeze, or flow situations where, like I was explaining before, once you peel out of an eddy and, and you're essentially approaching a rapid, there is no turning back. You, you're in the, the lion's den and you have to like come out victorious or something horrible is going to go wrong. And I've always explained when people ask, like, why I love kayaking, um, I would explain that it's either the love of nature, which is definitely part of it, but a big part of it is, is the forced decision-making. Like, you're, you're forced into these situations to make extremely quick decisions. Like, a river is very different than a half-pipe. A half-pipe, you've got something solid where you're going to go down and you're going to come back up. You can run the same rapid a hundred times and because water, the way it flows through a river and stuff like that, it's never constant. It's, it's, the only constant is that it's constantly changing. And so even though you can pick a line and you're like, okay, this is the line I'm going to take, the current might push you a different way or, or something might just happen. And definitely like a, a huge part of why I love kayaking is because of that like forced quick decision making and it's almost like the way you were explaining just the the four what i'm going to call the four f's the fight flight freeze or flow situations it, it's like you're, you're forcing yourself into these situations to choose one of the four i guess yeah which is i don't know just it was just interesting the way you were explaining it i'm like oh yeah 
I'm like trying to do that every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. 